Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hooray. Welcome to the Pat Podcast. This is episode 21 and the question on everybody's mind, I'm sure, is where have I been? My God, Patrick, it's been so long, and it, it, we haven't been able to enjoy life without your voice giving us uh, a purpose, meaning, and direction. Well, I know, but regardless, I had uh, things to attend to. I'm sadly working on uh, several things, um, one of which was some medical-related issues, uh, related to our family, and uh, it took a lot of time, a lot of resources. Uh, a lot. Of, another one is that, um, you know, I have friends who are in the military, so they get deployed. It's uh, difficult to get them to, you know, be in podcast because of not necessarily the resources, but because of their schedules. They're not always available to just jump in whenever they want to, like we used to back in the old day. But, uh, you know, we we've been working on stuff steadily. Uh, behind the scenes and able to uh, make a lot of good things happen. Uh, recently, we just released uh, season two, episode one of 9am. Real proud of that. If you don't know what I'm talking about, oh, by the way, my name is Pat. This is the Pat Podcast from the Jackass Express. Um, I also go by the moniker Celtic Horn. We have a YouTube channel and uh, you have to search for it because we're below enough of the subscribers to where you can't put an ID on your channel. So you actually have to put Jackass Express into YouTube and you will find our collection of wacky weird things uh the JE report um the JE podcast and uh, of course more episodes of the Pat podcast and 9am our animated show uh I do that I'm the one who works on that mostly and uh if this is your first time listening I'm really happy that you're here uh if you like what you hear today I'm going to be talking about um several things but the first and foremost that I want to talk about, and it has to do with stress. Stress. I know Patrick's patented, picked one really random, obscure, emotional thing about life and then just dwell on that for an hour, right? Uh, I hope not to go on an hour. But stress has impacted a lot of stuff lately. And uh, more so than anything, it's just simply the ability to do a good job. To You end up overanalyzing everything that you do. And then nothing comes out, right? And a lot of that stress bleeds into everyday life. It bleeds into your job. And recently I got uh, I got a, another promotion and, and my day job because uh, this ain't paying the bills. <laughs> but um, one day, I hope. But uh, for now, you know, it's just a matter of learning how to manage stress. And that made me think, well, what types of stress are there? There's self-imposed stress, of course. And that comes from, like, expectations, which I've discussed Another podcast. There's also um, external stress on your mindset and your emotional state. I think the very definition of stress is an external force acting on your mindset. I'm going to look up the Google definition so I'm not completely talking out of my butt here. Stress, a state of oh, okay, a state of mental or emotional strain or tension resulting from adverse or very demanding circumstances, 
Oh, damn. So in my case, mine was that uh, there was a medical-related issue having to deal with not only a medical-related issue, but it was dealing with my kid. And nothing is more stressful to a parent than when there's something very frustratingly and there's a medical issue happening with your kid. Because if it's happening to you, you're like, ah, oh, I'll just walk it off. Ah, oh, just drink some more rum. And, and you move on, right? But when it happens to your kid, there's this feeling of helplessness and guilt and you feel like somehow it was your fault and you don't know what happened. It was nothing big. It wasn't like an illness or anything like that. He had a, um, had a uh, what's called a, a chalazion in his eye and it was like this little ball of nasty like like a sty on steroids i mean it was this messed up thing so we we went through all the the things that we were supposed to to try to get it to you know calm down for it to go down and it just wouldn't go away and finally the uh ophthalmologist um decided that it, it was best it was in his best interest to have it removed before it affected his vision and so we did and of course, that was a financial strain, and so it uh, ate into a lot of the stuff that I was trying to organize for the for the Jackass Express. And uh, I had to take a step back. The guys understood; they are all very supportive in the situation. Um, we were able to uh, get together some, you know, some stuff together, but nothing that we could spend a whole lot of money on because we were, uh, you know, we were trying to make trying to make it work without too much funding into it, and. There's a certain amount of guilt I felt in this because, you know, I usually am trying to produce these shows and, and ideas so that, you know, the guys can see them and enjoy them. And then when they can participate, they do. And when they can't, oh, well, you know, this is a labor of love. If we were doing it for money, boy, we would have been done with this a long time ago. Um, but, it, you know, stress in itself, self-imposed stress, it, uh, it eats you. This expectation, this unrealistic expectation that you put on yourself. And I, I think I kind of have an idea of why it eats at you so much. Anyway, stress is about the appearance, for me at least, the appearance that I have on other people. I hate making people be frustrated about my circumstances. I'm a very private person, uh, kind of contradictory to the fact that I make a podcast, which I treat as a therapeutic kind of medium. But I don't like other people seeing me stressed because their first reaction is, What's wrong with Patrick? Did you see him just now? Something's wrong. Go ask him. And they come in. I want to ask you a question. Um, are you, what's the matter? You look down. You're, you look like your eyes are falling out of your head. And uh, you look like you could use a hug. I'm like, get away from me. Get away. I don't like the sympathy that is associated with people observing you in stress. So in, in addition to the stress of the struggle at the moment, I, d I know that there's going to be an outcome of sympathy, which is very generous and very kind and all that. And I'm not trying to be a jerk. People are nice. But, I mean, sometimes I take the sympathy too far, and then I feel like I'm being condescended to. And you could have avoided it if you had done things a certain way, if uh, you had followed my advice and done things as I taught you how to do it. Uh, you wouldn't have been in stress. Suddenly everybody's an expert on everything. You know, it... Everybody's an expert on, uh, what is it? When you're having a kid or you're buying a house, or suddenly everybody's an expert on real estate and everybody's an expert on having a kid. And it's like, they're neither. But they certainly have a lot of opinions because it's interesting. It's dramatic. It's drama. People are drawn to drama. And uh, I'm no different. And I deal with that stress mostly by avoiding it. Mostly by not wanting to go outside. The outside scares and terrifies me. No. The outside 
is fine, but I genuinely have a problem with people. I don't know why, and I know it's not right, but I genuinely dislike uh, having to interact with people. I don't dislike people, but I dislike having to interact with people. I do it because it's a part of the job. You know, you you have to be nice. You have to be courteous. You don't go to Foot Locker, sell a Foot Locker, and say, get out of here, buy a shoe, or get the f*** out. You know, you can't do that. You have to be, hi, sir, how can I help you? Welcome to Foot Locker. Sorry, Foot Locker. I'm just using a random thing here. And I think the hardest part is thinking, why was I initially made like this? Where did this anxiety and this stress come from? Because I didn't choose to be afraid of anybody or just like other people. And then I thought about it. And I think maybe it's because I'm concerned with my appearance. And I'm concerned with my appearance. Not, not vanity, like how I look. But I mean, if I look like I'm down or look like I'm angry. I was told in uh, elementary school that I have a very easy to read angry face. Here, you tell me. That my angry face? You can't see it, audio listeners. I'm very sorry. More reason to go subscribe to our YouTube channel. But being seen as those things, I I could tell that people were going to come and talk to me about it. And I really don't want to do that. I don't want to have to communicate with people, especially if I'm angry. And then what makes me angry is people come and say, are you angry? Oh, my gosh. I don't ever understand why people do that. You're angry. You're sitting there. You're, you're obviously angry. They have enough sense to tell that something's wrong with you. And they come up to you and, Are you angry? What are you angry about? I'm angry because I'm having a dumbass conversation with a dumbass. I, I am. Oh, I just, you know, I was thinking about. I have, I have to come up with a stressful story. I have to come up with a story. I have to have a story prepared. To give to these people a second I know that they saw that I was stressed out about something, you know? And that is a pain in the butt, too, because I always have, oh, you know what? I was just having a rough day, but I'm okay. You know, I didn't get enough sleep last night, and and uh, I was thinking about the, how Pluto's not a planet anymore, and that pissed me off. And, you know, I have to think of something dumb to say because I just want them to leave me alone. Usually, if it's something that I want somebody's advice from, I'll go to that person and I'll ask them for their advice, but... A lot of the time, people want to know what's wrong, and then they don't offer any real solutions. It's like, what was your what was your goal of coming over here and asking me what's wrong? What was your what was your intention? I'm sure somewhere in your mind there was a kind of like, a, oh, I want to make sure he's doing okay, but more so, it's like, so what's wrong? No, oh, you know, I just had a really tough day. Oh, don't have a tough day. What? That's honestly, I've been given that response before. I'm just kind of mad. Oh, don't be mad. I'm just kind of down because I have to spend a whole lot of money. Oh, don't be sad. What the hell is that about? I mean, seriously, I mean, the intention is good. And I'm, I don't want to sound like an ungrateful jerk, but I mean, realistically, I mean, what purpose is served by saying, oh, don't be sad. And then they go about, be happy. So I'm like, okay, I'll be happy. And then I smile. And that's the alternative is that you have to always look like you're in a good mood. And because if you're in a good mood, then people are like, oh, good. He's happy. It doesn't make me uncomfortable. I won't have to address that just yet. But the worst thing is, the worst thing is, and I've done this before by accident. And, well, I've kind of screwed up some things. But where someone will come up to you and say, so what's wrong? And I'll say, I really feel like talking about it. Oh, are you sure? 
Yes, I'm sure. Sometimes that voice will come out, that little defeated, exasperated beyond belief. Yes, I'm sure. It sounds like I'm trying to be Batman, right? But it really like, it's just like an exhaust like, yes, I am sure. Please go away. And then they have the nerve of getting their feelings hurt because you told it, you basically are telling them, leave me alone. And they're like, well, I was just trying to check on you. I was just trying to make sure you're okay. You know, I don't know what your problem is, Mr. Grumpy Grump, Grump, Grumpman, the Grump, Grumpster. And it's like, oh, great. So now not only have they come over and annoyed me with their pointless request of why it is I'm angry, but they've also made themselves the victim of me saying, I don't want to talk about it. Because they don't say, they don't hear, I don't want to talk about it. They hear, I don't want to talk about it with you. And they take it personal. Well, what's wrong with me? I'm, uh, I, I've never been in that situation, but I have valuable advice to offer. Of course I do. Why wouldn't I? Okay, um, tell me. I, I, have a, uh, I have an investment that I need to be able to uh, match 15% of the total amount of 4352 um, And I want to make sure that I'm able to uh, provide this uh, type of you know, result. Uh, can you, can you help me with that? Oh, I'm not good at math. Oh, I'm not good with stuff like that. Okay. But don't be mad. It, it drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. Good intentions, good intentions all around. I respect and I appreciate the good intentions that go into it, but oh man, it was just awful. And, uh, that amongst many other things has been stressing me out. It's just, the inability to make a, po- a podcast. You know, the podcasts um, do serve as some kind of therapeutic thing to me. They they help me relax. They help me not go crazy. You know, it helps me just stay level. And it's like I'm talking, getting it out. You know, most people do a journal. I guess I do a podcast. And it's easier to talk to a camera than it is to talk to a person. Because a camera is not interrupting you. It's not trying to solve your problems it's just there it's observing what you're doing and somehow that makes it easier to do um i do appreciate people's attempt to help but i think they need to be a little bit more observant and a little bit less fake about how they go about it is that too mean i don't mean to be mean anyway that's self-imposed stress right stress that i put them on myself because i'm so worried about how other people will look at me when really it's like pat seriously stop worrying about how other people see you just calm the frick down go take a nap or something right well what about external stress i think i may have talked about external stress before and i have to be very careful to not either contradict myself or completely rehash it but i'm gonna do my best to attack it <clears throat> car goes out remember i at, at a while ago i had gotten a brand new car well not a brand new car it's a used car but it's new to me damn it and had great mileage, everything looks good, and everything's going great except expensive as hell. And uh, oh, but it's your fault. You picked the wrong car. No, I just need something that could get me, you know, make it. It was the best price with the safety features that the wife wanted, so I got the babies to go to fair place. You decided to have babies. Shut up. Okay, wait. I got the car, and within a month, a one of my tires looks like it was losing air so i you know and i go and i put some air into it and i look closer and there's like a gash on the tire not like somebody's like cut it or anything but look like the tire would worn out like it just felt it was starting to fall apart 
And so I take it to the Firestone, and they looked at it, and, you know, they did a great job. <clears throat> and then they look at the other tires, and I go and I look at them, and they're all like that. So the, the new car I got in order to be safe was taken out. Now, during that time, our beloved city of El Paso was doing a lot of construction up and down the street called George Dieter, and every day I would pass it, and every day there was nails and there was crap out there, and they'll never admit it, but it's everywhere, and the construction's become obnoxiously annoying. And uh, I know it had a lot to do with it, and also the tires were probably older. You know, even though it was a two-year-old car, the tires, of course, had to have been older than that. And then you go to the freaking dealership, and the dealership's like, oh, no, we don't do tires, and... Why am I paying for the extended warranty and all this stuff? Then it doesn't apply to tires. Okay. Thank you. That's wear and tear. The car's new. How is it wear and tear? Well, it is. And then I try fighting with them, and then at the point, you're like, screw it. So that to spend even more money to replace all four of my tires, which for those of us that know how that is, it is not inexpensive. It is very expensive. And it's very frustrating. So these external forces, these things beyond my control were recurring, you know. And the external stress coupled with anxiety doesn't go well for me because I take the external stress, which is already stressful, and then I add on top of it, now people are going to ask me about my car. Okay. Now we're in financial straits. Now we got to do this. Now we got to fix this. Now we got to do this. And then, and then after everything's over, oh, Patrick, there's a thing on the kid's eye and I'm like you gotta be kidding me are you serious I mean back to back almost $2,000 expenses within I spent $3,000 one time in one week to pay off everything that I owed up to that point medical bills everything it was done I was done and then a month later one was a $1,500 thing one was a $600 thing and then an $1,800 thing I mean, it, it just couldn't have happened any more perfect than that. The perfect storm of things happening all at the same time. External forces. And to be quite honest with you, I felt guilty about the way I reacted to it because I kind of shut down. I mean, it, it does shut you down. And despite all my life advice and all the other podcasts that I do, it's easier to preach it than it is to practice it, right? They say you want to get good at something, you should attempt to teach it. So since I'm not quite a teacher, instead I'm just stating my opinion online in hopes that somebody might agree with me and if don't oh well probably for the best anyway <laughs> but man it was just one expense after the other and this is not to invite people into my problems this is just to give you an example of the external type of stress that happens and coupled with my anxiety about people and having to deal with things calling a tow truck you have no idea calling a tow truck for me is like pulling teeth i can't handle it because it's like here's my car it's on the and it was in my it was in my parking lot at work. My my brakes went out. They were gone. It went straight to the floor. I tried backing up a little bit and I almost couldn't stop the car. I had to pull the handbrake and then I put it in drive and I tried to go forward and the, the, the curb thing stopped me. But if it hadn't stopped me, I would have plowed right into a freaking bus bench. And thankfully, when my, my brothers was there, and he was like, hey, you know what, you need a ride, so he gave me a ride home. And I had to call a tow truck, and it's a whole ass hassle with that. God, don't even get me started on what jury duty is like. It's such a, ugh. But having to deal with outside people is such a frustrating event. It is. To the point where I'm on medication to try to not have to deal with it, and I think a lot of the way that I deal with it is just 
making jokes about it. I mean, what else can you do? But it does make sense that people need to deal with stress in a certain way. You almost need to be coached how to deal with stress. I'm kind of the type of person that tries to dodge stress. If I see stress coming, I'll just stay away from it. If I see that I'm going to have to do something, I'll plan so that I won't have to do the thing that I know is going to lead to me having to do the thing. That made no sense, right? Okay, no, not, not necessarily true. So I know that a family get-together is going to occur, and I don't want to go to it, right? So I'll hear the invitation, and I'll mention it to the person I'm supposed to mention it to briefly, and then I'll let it go. Because I did technically tell them about it, so if ever they were after, they would say, oh, yeah, I remember you telling me. And then I'll quickly change the subject on them so that we talk about something else. And then as we're talking about something else, I never bring back up that subject again. Oh, and then, oh, hey, uh, what was that party that you were talking about, whatever? Oh, yeah, yeah, the thing that's happening on the weekend. Uh, I think it's around 6 o'clock or whatever. Oh, okay, all right. Are you going to go? I'm not sure. So anyway, let me ask you a question. Uh, where's the Where's the remote? Where's the... And I just change the subject entirely, and you'd be surprised how often that works. And I get out of having to do a lot of things that I don't want to go to. And at the time, you know, it's not that big a deal either, but it's just having to get people to understand why it is I don't want to do things is another endeavor in itself. And I've already explained why it is I don't like people asking me questions. I try avoiding the situation where I know people are going to ask me really annoying questions, you know? And I'm not always like that. I'm not always like that. Sometimes it's fine to talk to people. Hey, yeah, no, everything's good and whatever. But when I know for a fact that they're going to eventually ask questions about things that I'd really rather not talk about, then it's like, why am I even here if I don't want to talk about it? So I'd rather not waste their time, rather not waste my time. Let them have their party. Let them be happy. Let them have their party. Back to the future, I'm sorry. And it, it uh, I don't know. It could be a healthy thing, could not be a healthy thing. I, I don't, I just don't care for it. I certainly don't have the ability to be an authority on people who deal with anxiety. I do believe people with anxiety need to talk to people. They need to work at it. It's like a muscle. You know, you have to work the muscle to get better at it. But it's not always easy. But stress is the common indicator of the common ignition of an anxiety problem, you know. And that's not to undermine anybody who has anxiety. It's just to explain my perception on the matter, I guess you could say. Wow, this went way well over the amount of time I wanted to do. I said 30 minutes, but I actually was going for 15 as my return. But hey, thank you for uh, coming back to the Pat Podcast. I'm sorry all I did was talk about stressful things. You know, I don't mean to be a stressful guy and talk about all this stuff, but it, this does help because I'm talking to someone who didn't ask me to talk about it. So it comes out, and it's like, ah, fine, good. You know, I can relax now. Go back to watching Breaking Bad or something. You know, it, it, it does help out. And I do appreciate you being here. We do have more and great content coming to the Jackass Express. I hope you're able to join us, and we thank you for being with us. Make sure to like and subscribe. Yes, that thing that we all have to say. I appreciate you listening to it. I appreciate you doing it. And the little bell apparently gives you notifications specifically for when we do things, and I promise not to annoy you because we just don't have that type of content coming out yet. But we will. So thank you. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. Farewell. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.